Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Wednesday, January 6th. Today on the show, Devontae Smith wins the Heisman Trophy, and I will try to explain my ballot. We will also visit with Teron Davenport of ESPN to preview the Titans-Ravens playoff game coming up, but we begin today with a special announcement on the show. All of the podcasts here at 440 Sports are free, but in order to continue to improve the product for you, the audience, and continue to deliver all of our shows at no price, we will have to bring on some sponsors. My wife isn't going to let me ramble into this microphone forever. But we're also not going to sell you out. We are going to have a very high threshold for quality when it comes to partnerships. We will never partner with anyone that I think wouldn't have your best interests at heart. Trust me, in my career, I've had to turn down some pretty shady advertisers. You, the audience, is why I launched this company in the first place. And it's why I believe in the work that we are doing. You want to hear regular people talking in normal voices about the teams and subjects that you care about the most from the people that you trust. We may disagree, and we may say some things you don't want to hear from time to time, but we will be honest and authentic about it every single time. And it's why you listen to the 440 Sports Network. With that in mind, we are proud to welcome our first sponsor to the platform, our great friends over at the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website, and like our hosts and our music, our partners will be local. The Kingston Group was started by a couple of Nashvillians to offer people customized luxury home renovations and builds. This is not a bunch of independent contractors trying to move as quickly as they can onto the next job. Like us, they are about sweating the details for you to make sure that you get the high-quality excellence that your home deserves. The Kingston Group will be standing right next to you, well, six feet away, you get the idea, through every step of the process. Be it a full interior renovation, a brand new custom home, or that luxury kitchen you've always wanted, the Kingston Group will responsibly guide you and your budget through the experience with as much attention to detail as the craftsmanship itself. They even have an entire design team on staff just to shepherd you through the project before you even sign the contract. Look, my wife and I use the Kingston Group for a reason. These men and women have been building luxury homes and doing custom renovations for almost 15 years in Nashville and have been successful because they do it the right way by treating you with the same craftsmanship and character that they treat their work. So check out the site, buildkg.com, and keep your head on a swivel because we've got a lot of cool stuff coming because of their support. Again, check out the website, that's buildkg.com, and let's give the Kingston Group a big welcome to 440 Sports. Now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. First up today, we welcome ESPN's Teron Davenport to the show to tell us a little bit why he likes the Titans matchup with Baltimore this weekend and to walk fans through what exactly is going on with Arthur Smith and all of the head coaching interest he is getting right now from around the NFL. Well, I appreciate you having me on, my guy. You know, it's always fun to talk shop. Um, With Arthur Smith, really, uh, and even with any assistant right now, if you're a, a coach for a team that's in the wild card, playoff round, you can't interview. So that's why you're seeing Eric Bieniemy interview and not Arthur Smith. Obviously, the Chiefs, they have the buy, so that's kind of an advantage for uh, Bieniemy, who I think is absolutely going to be a head coach. Uh, as for Arthur Smith, he'll be able to interview, uh, you know, if the Titans are knocked out, or if that isn't the case, then it would have to be after the, the playoffs, whenever uh, their postseason run should, should conclude. And really right now for the coaches, and, and I know, you know, just kind of in touching base with, with Coach Art, 
you know, it's all about focusing on what's in front of them. So he he's really uh, geared up for going against the Ravens. But obviously, you know, that is something that that has to be on his mind. He won't say it, but, you know, it, it's got to be something that that you're you're pondering and, and you're considering. So is he back next year? Uh, yeah. You, you know, you, you could talk with your heart and talk with your brain. Um, <laughs> talking with my brain, I don't think it's likely. Talking with my heart just because I really like Coach Art and 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 what he's done for this team and it, it makes it a lot of fun to cover them. Uh, I would hope he is back, but I I don't think so. Long story short, it, it's it's not likely. So if you look at this matchup with the Ravens, clearly Mike Vrabel's version of the Titans has has played pretty well against them, at least since making yes. the switch to Lamar Jackson. Why is it that this matchup? Even though we all know the Titans' deficiencies, they're not going to change anytime soon on defense. But but what is it about this particular matchup that gives you optimism if you're a Titans fan against Baltimore on Sunday? Well, I wrote about it. Uh, it, it posted on, on Tuesday morning on ESPN.com. And I actually wrote about it last year as well. And, and really, I think the main thing for this Titans team that helps them against the Ravens is the fact that they could go and sub. They could go, you know, whether it's, it's dime or nickel, whichever, and have three safeties on the field. And, and when they go and dime with those three safeties, you have a very capable nickel guy, you know, in, in Desmond King. All of these defensive backs tackle, and they seem to like to tackle. Even Adoree Jackson, they're very aggressive against the run. So what happens is you end up having a speed. And as Mike Vrabel said on Monday when I asked him about trying to match Lamar Jackson's speed, you can't really match it, but you could put yourself in a better situation going against it and the fact that they could you know do that with defensive backs and not have a severe drop off in run defense that's the major piece of it last year having Logan Ryan really helped them because they were able to rush him off of the edge and he's a very aggressive defensive back that loves to mix it up against the run Desmond King is a very similar player not as good from that perspective but he's still similar so I think Desmond King Kenny Vaccaro those are major factors because Vaccaro Look, man, that guy's like a linebacker on the field, and he will take on blocks if, if need be. He reminds me of a Marine playing football, if you follow me. So I, I think, you know, having those type of guys, it, it definitely helps in that in that defense. And then, obviously, the ball control offense that they have. Derrick Henry has just been able to demolish the, the Ravens over the last couple of years. You know, 195 in the divisional round, 133 uh, in Week 10, including a 29-yard, a touchdown run to to hit the John Franco on him, shut it down, you know, so <laughs> that's that's pretty much uh, all the formula for him. Special thanks to Teron for giving us some good insight into both Arthur Smith's current situation as a prospective coaching candidate, as well as why he likes the Titans matchup with the Baltimore Ravens, and always love a good Mets reference from a fellow fan. I think the two big takeaways from talking with TD are pretty simple. He does not believe that Arthur Smith will be back as the Titans offensive coordinator next year. All six teams with head coaching vacancies are interested in interviewing the Titans offensive coordinator. And number two, the reason the Titans match up so well with the Ravens is the physicality with which the Titans defensive backs play. Amani Hooker and Desmond King has given this group a lot of versatility. And while they may not be great in 1v1 situations against elite pass catchers and quarterbacks, they are excellent against the run, and that has been a huge key against Lamar Jackson in the past two matchups. The question now in this game of schematic chess is what will John Harbaugh's offense do to counter that, and does this change the way Mike Vrabel approaches the game? Love the X's and O's talk with Tehran. You can, of course, catch all of his work at ESPN.com.
Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith won the 2020 Heisman Trophy on Tuesday night, the first wide receiver to win the award since Desmond Howard claimed it back in 1991, and just the fourth wide receiver to win it ever. It took Alabama 107 years to win their first Heisman Trophy when Mark Ingram did it back in 2009, and Smith is now the third player in the last 11 years from Alabama to claim the trophy, the other, of course, being Derrick Henry. I did feel bad for Smith and his family, however, watching the ceremony as... The Heisman Show, while it can drag on, is normally an incredibly emotional scene. Past winners, friends, family, coaches, all there to share this eternal moment with someone is sort of part of what makes the award so special. And COVID stole that from Smith and his family, and it just sort of pisses me off. Trevor Lawrence finished second, Mac Jones finished third, and Kyle Trask finished fourth. And while Smith ran away with the award, landing 447 first-place votes, his winning total was the lowest since Henry won the award in 2015 as three separate guys scored more than 1,000 points for the first time since that year. Smith helped lead Alabama to the national championship game, and he led the nation in all three major receiving categories and is basically the SEC's most productive receiver in history. He's an extremely deserving candidate, and I have no issue with Smith being your Heisman Trophy winner, but it's not who I voted for. I voted for another Alabama skill player, running back Najee Harris. I was only one of 16 people, actually, who voted for Harris, and he ultimately finished fifth in the voting. He had 265 touches, 1,733 yards, and scored 27 touchdowns, all 27 of those scores coming in 11 regular season SEC games. At 6'2", 230 pounds, I felt like he was the most important piece to the offense that is the best in college football one that had three players finish in the top five for the first time since Army had three of the top five finishers back in 1946. Really, Bama's offensive line, the best of the Saban era, was the most outstanding thing in college football. But alas, you cannot give the Heisman Trophy to an entire position group. I voted for Kyle Trask at number two simply because he was the most productive player in the country, won his division, and gave Alabama a run for their money in the SEC title game, all without a running game, offensive line, or defense. He was a one-man show, and if not for the loss to LSU, might have been my first-place vote for the award. At one point, I had Trask number one. At one point, I had Lawrence number one. Smith was number one on my ballot at one point. But I eventually settled on who I thought was the most outstanding player in college football, Najee Harris. But as I said, five different players were totally deserving of the trophy, and I have no issue with Smith winning the prestigious award. He's totally deserving. And think about it. That group of five doesn't even include Justin Fields. Thank you guys all for listening. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. And let's be sure to give, of course, the Kingston Group, our proud sponsor here on the show, a warm welcome. Check out the website, buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. This has been the 444 Wednesday, January 6th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. William Tyler.